and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the delightful Danielle Laporte, clarity for keeping it real on spiritual path, firewalks and juice cleansers, weekend retreats and egomaniac mystics, miracle healings, shady light workers and therapists on speed dial, some questionable tantra teachers, tea with the Dalai Lama, the saving grace of good girlfriends and the spiritual devotion to that is anything but puritanical. With self-help adventurers gone wrong and breakthroughs that made it all right, Oprah Super Soul 100 member Danielle Laporte cheerleads us, soul seekers to tap our own wisdom by having a good laugh and maybe a good cry at all the ways we've been trying to improve on our self-improvement. We're doing so many good things to develop ourselves, but maybe we're trying to get better for unhealthy reasons. Her new book, White Hot Truth, is right on time for those of us who came of age in the new age or are about to, helping us see when we're bypassing our feelings or falling for well-branded dogma. This is a provocative call to be as discerning as we are loving and to finally realize that the best self-help is self-compassion. Danielle brings it home with the hottest truth of all. You are your own guru. So strap yourself in for this kick-ass, enlightening interview packed with truth bombs from the modern priestesshood. This morning we have a very special guest, Danielle Laporte or Laporte, however you would like to say it. And we were just having the conversation that it is six o'clock Melbourne time and it's about one o'clock in the afternoon in sunny Canada. Welcome to the show. Mm, hello. Hello, everybody. So what um, I would love to do is probably deep dive a little bit into your new book, White Hot Truth. So if you could tell us a bit of a, a little bit of insight into the book. Mm. Uh, it's about our addiction and our healthy devotion at the same time to seeking to be coming better to, uh, in a foolish way, understandable, but foolish way, uh, getting more, uh, getting better at self-improvement and at the same time, you know, being on the path to go deeper with who we are as whole, spiritual, awake beings. Mm. 
So when you're saying um, going deeper, and I think this is a one of the things that comes up quite often, what about if you want to go deep, but you keep getting in your way? How can you identify when you are getting in your way? Hmm. <clears throat> Knowing when you're getting in your way is one of the trickiest things to try and figure out because, you know, you are, you're, you're favorite, best, worst enemy. So sometimes you need outside perspective to let you know that you're shrinking, you're playing small, you're self-sabotaging. And that's why I'm really into having a community. I'm pro coaches. Um, You need that support system. But for me, that awareness comes from that shrinking feeling. So do I feel like I'm expanding into the opportunity and I'm rising to it? And it may be taking all that I've got to like pull it off or am I playing small? Am I saying no out of fear? Um, is the fear of judgment uh, sort of the voice that's in my head most of the time? Is my inner quote unquote motivational speaker barking at me and yelling at me or is my inner voice um more friendly more about a deep friendship about true inspiration so it has a lot to do with i think fear of criticism and that drives when we are shrinking or expanding and getting in our own way mm, i like that so so what i'm hearing is, is the the best way for us to identify if we're getting in our way is really receiving feedback so it's because obviously this how we show up we're not uh we are blind to it Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're often blind to it. Yeah, there's external feedback from people that you trust. There's um, actual feedback in terms of prosperity and receptivity in our businesses and what we're putting out in the world. Like, you know, I often say the universe really does speak in cash flow. Sometimes it's working or it's not working. And then there's the most important form of feedback, which is that internal feedback loop. And I think the dynamic, the feeling, the sensation there is always about expansion or contraction. Mm. I love that. It's just, just recently for me, I have, um, and I didn't realize this my whole entire life, I have been living a life of fear of success. And I wasn't even realizing it till I uh, had a conversation with my husband. He actually said to me, I think you fear success. And I was actually, once he said that, I could actually see that, that play out in my whole timeline that I was actually getting in my way when things were going really good in business or in a relationship, I would sabotage it. Mm-hmm. So how does one work with a saboteur or imposter, whatever you would like to call it? Do you mean the saboteur being yourself or yeah. somebody else? Yeah, no, yourself, mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The inner saboteur. Uh you need to stop comparing yourself to everybody else and stop comparing your journey to everybody else's journey. And the way, I mean, I think intellectually most of us can understand that and that's mm. sort of the way way to go. But the actual practice of it is a bit tricky. Mm. And I think to make it happen, you really need to rest in and practice gratitude. Mm. It sounds cheesy and in terms of the personal development space, gratitude may feel overdone, but it works. It's actually scientifically proven to change the chemistry in your brain. Mm. So gratitude, gratitude over and over again. You need to be really rooted 
and the why of what you're doing, the purpose, um, what's your intention and your motivation. And then thirdly, I think you need to be really clear on what I call your core desired feelings because everything you're going after is because you want to feel a certain way. So if you get clear on your preferred states of being, your core desired feelings, then that changes how you go after things and that clarifies why you're going after things. And that kind of clarity stops the chatter that comes from the saboteur and the critic. And sometimes, you know, I I think it's important to presence in this conversation that sometimes the saboteur is outside of yourself. It's a very real human being experience, culture, patriarchal mindset environment that is telling you that you can't do certain things, that you don't deserve certain things, that there's particular rules that you can't break. And um, you need to be clear when it's your own inner voice saying you can't and when it's um, a cultural structure that's set up for you to to not break through it or to not try to break through it. Oh, I love that. I've never looked at this saboteur on the outside. I also, I'm very, um, I practice gratitude on a daily basis. And um, with the, the saboteur thing, I've never looked at it as part of your environment or culture as well. I mean, quite often when I think about the saboteur, what I do is the way to separate it, and this came from my astrology teacher actually, that uh, when you write, write, we have different uh, selves. We have inner self, inner critic, or saboteur. But when you're able to acknowledge it and allow it to come forward to speak through you, you can actually, a lot of the times they do that because they're afraid of being, or a part of you or an aspect of you is afraid of being hurt. And hence it holds you back from doing the very thing you want to do. So I love Mm -hmm. the external um, saboteur. I've never, uh, I've never actually come across that. And it's so true. So very real. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Generally and most commonly, it would be referred to as the patriarch Mm. and it's everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, Danielle, the other thing that I always find is because we are living in a fast-paced world, everything is very fast and we're constantly being bombarded with, you know, technology. How does one remain grounded and how does one really get time to, apart from planning, have time to really do that inner work that we need to do on a, on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. You, how badly do you want it? That's yeah. really the question. Are you devoted or not? Are you just kind of hungry? Are you just like a little bit hungry? Um, do you want to be like really awake and alive in your life or just do you, do you want to coast? So there, you know, there is no, the how is different for everybody. There is no one answer for how. Some people, the how is about becoming a morning person. Some people, the how is about how you batch your time or it's how you parent or, you know, it's different. Everybody has a different um, sort of practice that's going to work for them to be contemplative and have that still space and that reflective time. Really, it's the... Um, it's a how bad, like how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. we yeah. need to be spiritual grown-ups and stop looking for these quick fixes or these seven steps mm. that are going to help us be committed. The commitment has to come with within. There's no, um, 
yeah, there's no switch that somebody else flips for you. It's got, it's up to you. Mm. And, and I love that. How bad do you want it? The, the, the one thing that I come across a lot, and especially with women, and especially with mothers too, is that they want it bad. They want it so bad. But there's this guilt within them because they're a mother, they're a partner. Um, and then they're constantly, uh, focused on their external environment to please others. But, you know, I'll do mine, my stuff when the right time comes along or when I have time. And that may be never. It, it will never come along unless you're committed. Mm. So you you make it. Yeah. 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 It's so true. It's so true. And it's also, it's a self-worth thing too. I think that, that, that I, I seem to come across a fair bit. It's a self-worth. Am I worthy of, of this time for myself? Am I worthy to, um, you know, to, to do what I want to do for me? That's one mm. thing. So let's go into fear a little bit. Uh, because you were talking about fear and courage. So when one is presented by fear, how does one work with fear? Well, my way is to be really respectful of fear. So I think when it shows up, it always has a message to give to you. There's, of course, there's a reason why you're fearful. And I'm really interested in figuring out what that reason is for myself. Is this family of origin stuff? Is this something like some hangover that I haven't worked out from another relationship, from another failure, from something that went wrong? Um, is this legitimate fear? Is this like a warning signal? Like, you know, don't touch fire. Don't go where the bears are. But I mean that in a more um, sort of practical business sense. Like, is my fear telling me to not move forward because this really isn't the path for me. This really is a dangerous, not supportive place for me to be. So I really analyze it as much as I can. And then I have to be done with it. So the way I refer to it is there's a bus. Everybody got a bus of emotions. And fear is always going to be on the bus. It's part of being a conscious person and it's part of having a conscience. Um but you get to make the call about how loud you let fear talk, how often you let fear talk, where you put fear on your bus. So, you know, to just be a bit cheesy about it, you know, thank you, fear. You need to go to the back of the bus now. I've heard what you said, and I've got other emotions, feelings, and values that I'm going to put more attention on. So I'm much more interested in listening to my ideals. I'm much more interested in paying attention to my dreams. I'm even more interested in paying attention to market response sometimes than I am my fear. I'm much more interested in paying attention to my body and my physical cues than I am what fear has to tell me. So it's about uh, respect and then you put it in its place. Mm, I love the respecting fear. The way that I, I deal with fear, I always like, I always say I dance with fear. And you're right, it comes up for a reason. And, and you have to acknowledge that for sure. But one of the things we actually spoke, um, uh, the other day in regards to fear is you need to experience fear to have courage. You need to walk through it, dance with it to get to that other side, which is the other side of fear is courage. Uh, what are your thoughts of courage? Mm, I love it. I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, well, I love the root of the word 
uh, courage, which is cool, lives in the heart. Mm. So, um, you know, courage is not overrated. It's something to foster. Uh, courage does not mean there is an absence of fear. I don't know who said this, but it's a beautiful way of putting it. Like courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, your so-called success. So let's be clear about the definition of success. It's something that you need to define on your own terms. So whatever that is for you will be in direct proportion to your intensity, uh, your degree of courage, more courage, more success every mm. time. Mm, I love it. So true. So Danielle, with the benefits of hindsight, would you have done anything differently in your life or career? I'm not a fan of hindsight. Okay. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, there's, there's people I wouldn't have been with there's jobs I wouldn't have worked absolutely but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I did what I did I learned from it I'm where I'm at now it's informed who I am and how I move forward yeah yeah true and some people actually are the same uh, line as you as you're not a big fan of hindsight and um you know good or bad whatever you want to label it they wouldn't be where they are today without all of those experiences yeah. So, so during your journey, what has been your greatest lesson? Hmm. Speak up. All of my failure is directly related to the times when I didn't speak up. So, you know, my advice to women in general is, well, everybody in general, always, always speak up. You have to share your opinions you have to be out about your belief system. You have to be very vocal about what's ideal for you, about your um, uh, your concept of right and wrong, of morality, immorality. Voice. You must use your voice to create the life you want to live and the world you want to live in. Speak up. Mm. It, it's it's it is one I love. Um, I love speak up. The thing is, I have to be honest. If I'm standing in my truth, I don't see it happen enough. Unfortunately, um, and I don't know if that's all over the world, but definitely, uh, with the women that I work with, they don't speak up enough. Uh, if they're in a corporation, for example, and there's an opportunity that comes up, um, you know, the men will jump at the chance, uh, and then work out how to do it later. Yet the women, they stand back, and they, you know, think about whether this is the right thing for them. Uh, sometimes it'll be doubtful. Uh, they don't speak up enough. Do you, do you find that um, that that's probably something we need to do more of? Or because I don't actually see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Just underline, italicize, bold what I just said. Yeah, mm, speak. yeah, yeah. Just mm -hmm. it's just. So how do you, how would you encourage? A woman or women to do so when they don't know how to go about it because of like exactly what we were speaking about whether there's fears or it's a self-worthing or they're doubting the self how would you encourage one to speak up start small and keep talking mm. and speak even if your knees are trembling and your 
scared of the results. I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm, I mean, it's, the preface to all of this is the conversation we just had about courage. Mm. So, uh, you know, it helps to know what the result is or what the reason is mm. for your speaking up. What's the justice that you want to create? How important, what are the benefits of self-expression? Um, you know, the benefits of self-expression are endless. So it helps to be rooted into that. And then at the same time, and this is part of being mature about it. At the same time, you need to be voicing your opinions without an attachment to the outcome because you can speak up and you can get on your soapbox and you can crusade and you can ask for what you want in your in every kind of relationship that you're in. And you might not get the response you want, but you need to speak anyway. Mm, I love that. And I love starting small. That's true. A little bit every day. I love the attachment thing. That's another thing that I always see that when individuals set themselves goals, uh, these big audacious goals, uh, they are very uh, focused and attached to the outcome. And it's almost like uh, they're getting in the way of it to uh, flourish. And so it, for me, it's, it's all about surrendering. Like, you know why you want something. Don't worry about the how. The universe will guide you. So how does one surrender to an outcome? <clears throat> well, I've, I make a distinction between positive thinking and what I would call deep positivity. And positive thinking has us believe that, you know, if we keep things up and we keep things cheery and, um, you know, we stay positive about the goal that we're going after and the vision board and, um, and the expectation that we'll get what we want, that that's part of manifesting. It's part of manifesting. It's not all of manifesting because everybody has had the experience and will continue to have the experience of doing all of those things and staying positive and not manifesting what we want. We don't, will not always get what we want. And when that happens, a lot of us will feel like we failed somehow, that we haven't been positive enough, we haven't been clear enough, we haven't worked hard enough. But there's something beyond that, which is deep positivity, which is no matter what happens, even if I do not get what I want, I will be okay. I will still be me. I will still be a loving human being. I will still be supported by the universe. I will still be healthy. I will still have great ideas. I will be more resilient. I will be okay, even if I don't get what I want. And I mean, that's a spiritual practice to be in mm. that place. That's the deepest kind of faith that you can have. But that's where it is. I it's, mean, that's yeah. where the strength is. That is. Um, that's full on living there. Not yeah. easy, but so rich, so powerful. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, you know, for me, I, I actually do have a vision board and I'm big on setting myself goals, but I also am grateful for the journey and the outcome to me. If they come, they come. And if they don't, I think that sometimes the universe has a greater plan for us. And I think it's really important for us to remain um, uh, you know, to to surrender to whatever the outcome is, rather than force the outcome. 
Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Yeah. Mm. So, Danielle, one question we would love to ask our woman of inspiration is uh, pain points. So, uh, we all have pain points, whatever those pain points are. Um, what are some of your biggest pain points in your business that you have to deal with on a day to day basis? Well, I try not to deal with many of them anymore. That's <laughs> that's why you delegate. Yes. And you have people in positions of strength. I mean, we our team operates from our true strengths. I'm not asking anybody to do anything that doesn't light them up. And yes, there's hard work to be done and sometimes there's a grind. The pain point for me um shitty hotel rooms and not being fed properly when I do speaking gigs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part. I have to, I have to, I'm curious <laughs> now, how would you like to be fed? <laughs> you know what? I just need green juice. It's so simple. It's, that's all I ask is just get me green juice before and after I go on stage. That's, that's, that's really all I need. I don't need croissants. I don't need stale muffins. I don't need, I don't need bad tea and, you know, all that craft table stuff. Mm. I just I just want some green juice. Yeah. Mm. And what do you like in your green juice? Well, anything green will do. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spinach, scale, kale, celery. An apple would be great. Some ginger would be fantastic. Mm. Easy on the fruit. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Do you ever try avocado? A little bit of avocado. Yeah, you have to be careful with avocado. I mean, you can do avocado if you're at home and you're going to drink it right away. Yeah, but it doesn't 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 hold up well throughout the day. Yeah, no, true. No, it does. It, do, it does change uh, color a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, so, Danielle, going back to your pain point, I, I'm big on that too, delegating. I delegate. I like to all of us working with our strengths. And so I know that sometimes I don't like to call them weaknesses, but I say opportunities. So if I can find somebody else can that can do the things that I'm not fantastic at, um, then I find that we are all working as a team where we're all using our strengths. Uh, so... That's one of the things that we work on very much so like you delegating. So with with the um what would you think you, what do you think is the number one reason most um individuals fail in business? What would you think would be that number one thing? The number one thing. This is the reason I'm reluctant to give the number one answer mm. because we need to leave room for mystery. I, it's different for everybody. You know, yep. it can be someone's deep seated lesson that mm. they needed to learn that they're, they're not even aware of. It could be karma. It could mm. be something that's coming down from whoever you want to refer to as the creative power to help you see something. You could fail today and not know the reason. Yep. For another decade about why that failure happened and why what that was um, not only the best thing to happen for you, but it's somehow making you of greater service to the world. So uh, number one, I don't know. Mm. Various reasons. Yeah. Karma, Dharma, mystery. Mm. That's one bucket. The other is um, wanting to be liked. And wanting to be liked and please other people mm. leads to a lot of bad decisions. So that's the root of it. There's all these surface reasons that I can list, which is, mm. you know, 
not doing great projections, poor cash flow management, um, being a really great leader, but a poor manager, being a great manager, but a poor leader. I mean, just pick one, pick Mm -hmm. one. There's all, there's, there's usually at least three ways that create a failure. It's never just one Mm -hmm. thing. It's a system of errors or flawed thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it gets down to, um, a desire to be loved. And sometimes that becomes really unhealthy and toxic and it sullies our thinking. We don't think clearly and we do silly things. We do things for our brand to look good and we overspend. We say yes when really we mean no. So we're not managing our time properly. Um, we're not, you know, and time mismanagement means that we're not doing what we need to do that only we can do to be best in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably, it might mean that you're being over generous with your team. You're overpaying. You're not having uncomfortable confrontive conversations about performance all because you want to be more loving. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, to put it on the most surface level, esteem issues lead mm-hmm. to bad decisions. So true. And I, I see that uh, play out quite a fair bit, Danielle, with the people are doing things because I mean, if you have a look at connection is the number one human need. And when you, you, when you have a look at, uh, women in business or entrepreneurs, quite often they are doing, uh, the, the, uh, you know, their business because they're trying to be somebody else. So they copy others, uh, because mm. they are not, comfortable in their own skin but they're doing it because you know they want to be loved or want to be liked and you're right it's it leads to a spiral downwards way or you know get stuck in that vortex of losing um, money connections all those things that they really want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. agreed so danielle what we do uh we always ask a woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand what would be that one word for you I'm sure you have many, but one. Mm. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. I can see that. And I guess it's, is that, I guess that's very, to me, it resonates very much with your latest book, White Hot Truth. Truth. Very much mm-hmm. so. The other thing, as we wrap up the show, we always like to ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Speak up. Um, Look at what you're doing in your life to improve on your self-improvement, to be well, to be free. And question if those things are really working for you and figure out, I guarantee you on that list, there's going to be something, if not many things you need to let go of. And then for the things that you want to keep that are really working and lighting you up and, um, you know, helping you be more of yourself, ask yourself how you're going to become even more devoted to those things. And the third thing is, You know, what is it that you want to revolutionize and how are you serving the world? And once you tap that self-love and respect, it's all about being of service because the world needs you to really show up and serve. 
Mm. I love that. I love. There's one word that really uh, stood out for me. Then was free, free to freedom. Freedom is one of those things that gets bantered a lot. Um, uh, when you ask them why you are driving yourself uh, to achieve this goal, it's always freedom or happiness. The two words that always come up: freedom. Um, what does freedom mean to you? A lot. Meaning, um, not that it has many definitions, but for me, it's so much of what my life is about. I design my life around wanting and needing to be free. So I work for myself. Mm. I work when I want. I've got enough abundance in my life. I can go where I want pretty much when I want. Um, if I need to sleep, if I need to rest, I can do that. If I want to work full out hardcore for weeks at a time, I can do that. So yeah, freedom to create and to distribute in the way that I want to do it. I am my, I am my own democracy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. Danielle, it's been an absolute honor and a blessing to have you on the show. Uh, how mm, could our you. listeners find you? Mm, I'm everywhere. I'm Instagram is it for me. Yeah. I love it there. Everything I put out always comes out on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, daniellaport.com. Mm. You can get the book everywhere. It's yeah. I, apparently there's lots of places to find it in Australia right now. Yeah. So yeah. Great. Easy to find. Thank you so very much for your time and your mm. energy. It's been absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.